thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the under-church, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store, and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Thank you. Hello, friends. Welcome once again to our podcast, Africa Christ Prayer Podcast. This is the very first one for this year that you're going to download for 2022. We are more blessed when we know that so many people are listening to us, especially from all over the world. We can be uh, downloaded from any of the podcast providers, major podcast providers like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music and Audible, Pandora and TuneIn and Alexa, and also iHeartRadio and many, many others. And of course, you can download us from our own website, which is africrisepodcast.com. And then you may go to our web blog uh, where we put um, most of these uh, transcripts and much more information about prayer. And it's called prayingwithimpact.com. And down there you'll get in-depth scriptural analysis of prayer. Why do we call these prayer podcasts? Yet people say, oh, but you didn't pray until the very end. Because we are trying to teach you how to pray. Just like the disciples uh, in the book of Mark, Jesus had been going, um, doing overnight prayers. And when he came back one time, Philip asked him, Lord, teach us to pray, even as John taught his disciples. And that's what we try to do with our podcast. Once we teach you the principles of prayer, you can handle any prayer because you know exactly how to tune in to the Holy Spirit and pray exactly as God would want you to pray. In other words, pray the will of God. And when you pray the will of God, things will happen. That's the aim of our podcast. Now, in this podcast for today, we're going to discuss uh, about life, basically. In other words, we're going to see what happens between creation and death. As it says in the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, then the Lord God formed man, from the dust of the ground, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostril, and man became a living being. Okay, so we know that God breathed into this dust. In fact, if you look at the graphic of, of our podcast today, you're going to see a picture of the hand of God forming man from dust. 
and you're going to see these scriptures there, Genesis 2, 7. And then at the very end of our, of our lives, the book of Hebrews says that we shall return to account for all the deeds that we have done. The scripture actually goes like this. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this judgment. In other words, the accounting for what we have done here in life. So in other words, we are living between two scriptures in between Genesis 2-7 and Hebrews 9-27. Whatever is in between is what we are going to explore. Now the key is, how can we be doing so much when from dust we came and dust we return? And whatever the appointed times are, you are supposed to be able to do and achieve and accomplish that which God has called you to do. And in between then, those two scriptures, there is another scripture. And that scripture, I'm just going to give you a hint. It talks about wisdom. And it's the wisdom of God that helps us to live between those two scriptures. And so today we are going to explore why that is so important to know and what that scripture is and what it means for us to be able to live in that scripture and accomplish many, many things. Now, as you know, a lot of people do a lot of things between those two scriptures. Some do great things, some do nasty things. Some are great leaders, some are horrible leaders. The Bible is full of kings of Israel. The Bible refers to as evil in the sight of God. And then there are those like King Solomon who God says he was a very wise man. And in fact, we see that the work he did involved a lot of wisdom. But guess what? We are also given the same opportunity to do as much as what God has called us to do. We may not accomplish it, we may do some of it, or we may do all of it. So that at the very end, the Lord will say, as the Bible says, Well done, ye faithful servant. Okay, That's our goal, to hear the Lord say, Well done, you faithful servant. You're going to see that in between there, whatever we do is dependent on a certain scripture and a certain being. That's why the Bible says that God created us in the image of himself. Now, I want you to note this, that the hands of Elohim as a plural, because in the original Hebrew, it says Elohim, God in plural. In other words, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that uh, the hands of Elohim forms man from dirt of the earth. If you go with the scripture that says that to God, a thousand days is like one day, you can imagine what 103 years is like to him. When you compare it to the timeline of God, you see that it's like a second. Now, I want you to, to understand also something about time, and I'll explain that a little later on, that God lives outside of it, okay? So now, this podcast was inspired by a comment on a, on a blog, a chat group of my high school, and there are a lot of people on that chat group who have, who have done a lot of things, okay? And this is one of these people he had passed away, at 103 years, but he had done so much for his country. He had been attorney general and he has done a lot of things. He went to this same high school I went to and so there was a lot of discussion about his death and the things that he had done. People were looking at someone who was the oldest living member of that school at, at that time, which was uh, sometime last year, now he had passed away. So a lot of things were being said about him. His will was that when he dies, they take him straight to the crematory, be cremated, that's it. 
He didn't want any speeches. He didn't want any funeral talk or anything like that. So within three hours of his death, he had gone. And so someone on our WhatsApp forum said this, and I'm going to quote this person's exactly as uh, he wrote it. He was making comment on the cremation, okay, of this person who had died 103 years old, done so much uh, for his nation, done so much for the school, for everything. He said this, quote, Just as it is, before God breathed the breath of life into man, man was just a heap of useless soil. After the breath, he became valuable, organized heap of soil. When God withdraws the breath, man is back to square one, a heap of worthless soil with nobody interested in him except interns, that is medical interns, on training. What counts is the service to humanity while the breath of life was sustained in the body. That's what really touched me, that what counts is the service to humanity while the breath of life was maintained in the body. And what this person was actually saying is that in between those two scriptures I've given you, Genesis 2, 7 and Hebrews 9, 27, this person or any of us, what we do as a service to humanity is what counts. Because now this person was cremated and he was back to dust. Useless dust. The same way it was before God breathed into him. Okay. Now, before we go on, I wanna, I'd like to give you uh, some definitions. And I want you to think about them. You can play them back. You can write them down. I'd like you to think about these four definitions that I'm going to give you as we go through the podcast. The first one is this, the term hypothesis. What is it? It's a supposition or proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Okay, I'll read it again. Hypothesis. It's a supposition or proposed explanation made on the basis of limited evidence as a starting point for further investigation. Number two. Theory, a supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something, especially one based on general principles independent of the thing to be explained. I repeat, theory, a supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something, especially one based on general principles independent of the thing being explained. Three, Fact, a thing that is known or proved to be true. Number four, time, the indefinite continued progress of existence and events in the past, present, and future regarded as a whole. Okay, now these are all dictionary explanations. Of course, there are many ways they explain or they, uh, they define these words, but I pick these definitions uh, which I thought were, would be the best for our purposes. Okay, now I just want you to concentrate on some of them, though, that are hypotheses. That's what something that we put forward. You know, they say, oh, this uh, something like this and this happened. Uh, how could it have happened? Then someone comes up with a, a hypothesis. He goes, oh, well, I think 
when you add one and two and this, you know, you tend to get this. Whatever their thought, their hypothesis, he comes up with points and all this. Now, those points become the theory of how that thing is happening or came into existence, okay? Now, the thing is there, whether his theory is right or wrong or whether his hypothesis made sense or not. The thing is there anyway. We have water. Whether we know how it was, it came to be, that is H2O, two hydrogen atoms, and that of oxygen form water. Now, water is there. Whether we know it's H2O, whether we know that there's oxygen or not, the water is there. That's a fact, okay? The hypothesis starts when we really don't know. We are proposing. We propose something about how, how do you get water? How do you get blah, blah, blah? Then you come up with something. Don't forget all these things in time we came to know them. We didn't know them. Man didn't know all these things. They just saw water. Then someone gave a, a hypothesis. Maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were right. Then the hypothesis became a theory. And then that theory is tried out. And when it happens over and over again, then they may say, oh, this is a fact. Okay. Now, all this happens within time. Remember, I gave you a definition of time too. Now, you can go on our blog. You're going to see the transcripts of this uh, podcast and it will explain everything to you. So don't sweat it out, okay? So now, oh, it all happens within time. So now take those concepts and think about Genesis 2-7 when God breathed into this heap of dust and then uh, Hebrews 9, 2, 7, when it all ends. So in between, we have a human being doing things, okay? Like I said, you can be good, you may be nasty, but you're doing things. You are living between these two scriptures. Okay, now, even though this all happens within time, God created time for us. He lives outside of it because he's immortal, he's invisible, he's eternal. And these are all divine attributes. He lives outside of time. Time was created for us. So we cannot expect God to be within the same time as us. That's why you're going to find that a thousand days is like a, a, a day to him. It's like nothing. It's like one hour. It's like seconds. Okay. So now when God makes a statement in the Bible though, it is not a supposition like we do. Like I just explained to you about water. It's not a supposition originating from a, a hypothesis and evolving into a theory or then it becomes a stated fact. Okay, in other words, we are not there to prove what God has created. When God makes a statement, it's a fact. He's not uh, proposing. It's not a supposition. It is a fact. Now, it's up to us to come around with all the different theories, but the fact is already there. Okay, theory and science may or may not be able to affirm its existence, okay, because there's so many things even right now that are already in existence and science cannot explain them. But it doesn't mean that they are not facts, they are facts already. God has created them. Even uh, when you look at our bodies, God breathed uh, into our bodies life. But you know, there's so many things that we have found and learned about our bodies, however. There are so many things we still don't know. That's why in Psalm 139, uh, David said that um, I am wonderfully and fearfully made. God is an amazing creator. 
he creates things that even to this day we have not figured out everything about them, okay? So the fact in Genesis 2-7 that then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, he breathed the breath of life into the man's nostril and man became a living person. That is a fact. We are living people. We are living beings. That's what God did. He states it in his word. It's a fact, okay? You can come up with all these uh, evolution and all that stuff. It is still a fact, okay? So I want you to understand that when God say makes a statement, it's a fact. It's not a proposition, okay? Now, the point of this podcast is to show what the power of that breath is and what causes us to, fro- uh, to go from dirt and dust to either doing so much service for humanity as that brother wrote, you know, after the breath of life is pumped into us, or to even be bad. In other words, what we do with our dirt after God breathes into it, life, and then after we die and the breath is withdrawn and we die and we go back to dust. What we do in between is what we are trying to show with our podcast. And if you can, I want you to uh, download that um, the notes that are on our blog, prayingwithimpact.com. You're going to realize how powerful you are because of that space in between those two scriptures. Okay. Now, you know, like I said, in that same space, you may miss it. You may do things that are so bad and you wonder, wow, how could someone do so much bad after God has breathed life into them? And that's because God gives us a choice. He does not force us. Okay. In this case, the deceased person, 103 years, he did so much. Was everything good? Not, of course, because we are human. But most people do not even have that space of time. But it doesn't matter. I'll give you an example. Steve Jobs died at 54, I believe. But between that time, the things that he did to this very day, Even in this studio, the equipment that I'm using, I see his footmarks all over it. The Mac, the microphone, the Wi-Fi, the work he did on Wi-Fi. He didn't invent it, but the work he did on Wi-Fi, making it regular for us, and all the different things. All in 54 years. Many people live up to 80 years, and you can hardly see what they have done. But the key is this. We have to do what God has called us to do. It doesn't matter what it is. It may may seem like small to you, but you know, the strongest link in a chain is the weakest link. Because if that weak link does not support the chain, it's going to break. But if it can support it, we may look at it as weak, but it may be the strongest. Another way to look at it is this. Remember when David was being picked to be king? The Lord sent Samuel to Jesse and he said, bring out your sons. Jesse brought out his biggest sons and the more muscular ones. And every time Samuel went to anoint one, the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not the one. That's not the one. Until the very end, he said, do you have another one? And he said, oh yeah, there's another one. He's out there looking after the animals. And then he says, bring him here. And when he came, because he was the right one in this chain, Even though he was the smallest one, the youngest one, the weakest one, he was what God has chosen to make the whole chain strong. 
of events, okay? So now, that's the same thing with you in your life. Don't ever look down upon yourself thinking that, oh, I am only this, I didn't get an education, I, or I have this, and don't ever brag because you have all the degrees, all the money, all this. It doesn't matter. If you are not doing what God has called you to do, then that space between Genesis 2-7 and Hebrews 9-27 of your life is wasted. Okay, so I just want you to know that. Now, scripture will show that in that space of time, what we obtain is knowledge and wisdom to perform, to do things, okay? Okay, what do I mean? Wisdom is not just having an understanding of things. It's knowing what to do with the things of of life that God has given us, the things that we face. How do you deal with it? How to appropriately use the earth or perform on this earth to deal with people around us. It is how we face current events or issues and how we deal with them and how we provide solutions for them, how we sustain a vibrant and continuous ecosystem that God has placed us in. You know, how do we solve issues? Like say today we have the issue of COVID. How do we solve it? That wisdom of how to solve this thing, how to deal with it in the different environments, in the different countries. That's the wisdom that we need between Genesis uh, 2-7 and Hebrews 9-27 of our various lives. Okay, That kind of wisdom is what we need in order to survive, in order to live, in order to do what we are called to do. That's what is needed even in leaders of nations. You can be in a leadership position, but you're not meant to be a leader of that nation. You may have gotten in there in the wrong way. There are many places in the Bible where God shows us people who are doing things they're not supposed to do. Okay, uh, For example, if you remember when the uh, Ark of, of, of the Covenant was being transported by uh, David and his people, and they were all excited, there was a guy called Wooser, and so they were transporting this ark. One of the oxen uh, tripped and Uzzah tried to save the ark. And what he did, he put his hands on it and God did not like it. The Bible says that God struck him dead. Why? Because he was doing what he was not supposed to do. And that means the person who was supposed to do that didn't do what they are supposed to do. And those were Levites that God specifically said that these are the ones who are going to carry the Ark of Covenant. No one else is to touch it. Okay, So we all have our own assignments that God has given us. Just doing something, being in a leadership position doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to be there. That's why we have a whole mess of what we have, say, in Congress, presidencies, or whatever it is, all over the world. is because we have people who are not supposed to be there. I also want you to understand that God has given you has given us everything that we need to perform this. That's why I was saying earlier that, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. As long as it's what God called you to do, it's the right thing. You know, in 2 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, in I read the New King James, it says this, As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these 
you may be partakers of divine nature. Remember, he created us in his own image. This is how we, we become partakers of divine nature. He has given us everything that we need uh, for life and godliness, things to do in life, okay? So now I'll give you an example of what that wisdom is. Once we get that wisdom, we can perform and do mighty things or the things that God has called us to do. For example, King Solomon. Now, you all know King Solomon. He was the wisest king. The Bible says he was the wisest man uh, uh, that ever lived and ever will live. In fact, he did so many things other than just being the king. He wrote Proverbs. He wrote in the Psalms. He did so many things. He named plants. He did, he did a lot of things that normally only a very wise person would do. So now, I'll give you a food for thought here. Have you ever wondered why God was so impressed by King Solomon's request for wisdom that in between his dust-to-dust life, he did so much? Have you ever wondered why God was so impressed? He said, he asked him, what can I do for you? And God was so happy with this. In his answer, King Solomon, unbeknownst to him, maybe, except through the Holy Spirit, he didn't know that he was really applying Second Peter verse uh, chapter one, three to four, as I said before, by simply asking God for wisdom. Remember, remember what that scripture was saying: as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And I told you that we need wisdom for that, okay? Because Solomon became king as a very young man and he didn't know what to do. So God said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to give you in order to lead these people? And in 1 Kings uh, chapter 3, verse 9 through 12, Good News uh, Translation says this. This was the answer that Solomon gave. So give me the wisdom I need to rule your people with justice and to know the difference between good and evil. Otherwise, how would I ever be able to rule this great people of yours? The Lord was very pleased that Solomon had asked him for this. And so God said to him, Because you have asked for wisdom to rule justly instead of a long life for yourself or riches or the death of your enemies, I will do what you have asked for and I'll give you more wisdom and understanding that anyone has ever had before or will ever have again. Now look at this. This man said, you know, give me wisdom to rule your people well to determine between good and evil. Remember I told you that between Genesis 2 and 7 and Hebrews 9, 9.27, what we do could either be good or evil. Now, this man said he wanted wisdom so that he can determine between good and evil. And God was so pleased. So now, why was God so pleased? Why, why wouldn't it have been, oh, well, let me do this and do the other? No, he said, because you have asked for wisdom. So what is in this wisdom thing? Why would he get God so happy that he says, I'll give you that and a lot more? I believe, given the full counsel of the word of God, if you have read the Bible through and through, you're going to know that unbeknownst to him, he had asked for Jesus. King Solomon asked for Jesus. Why do I say that? 
because the book of Proverbs, you know, also known, by the way, as the book of wisdom of Solomon, all the way to the New Testament, Jesus is referred to as the wisdom of God. When you read wherever they say the wisdom of God, it points to Jesus. You know, it's just like saying president or head of state. They are the same thing. Mr. President, the head of state. If you say one of, each one of those statements can stand on its own and you know exactly who you mean. So in our case, when you say Jesus, we know who you mean. When we say the wisdom of God, we know exactly who that is. It is Jesus. So how do we connect these dots? Okay, think of this in 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 to 25 in the NIV. It says this, But we preach Christ crucified a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Okay, so what does it say? We preach this Christ crucified. Okay, and it says, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. To who? For those whom God has called. So when you are performing in whatever you have, you have been called to do by God, you are going to use the uh, wisdom of God, who is the power of God as well. So in between dust to life to dust, we have Christ. The in-between of Dust to dust is life. The life that was breathed into the dust as God formed man from the dust of the earth. That life that was breathed into him is the wisdom of God and the power of God to perform the things he has called us to do. Okay, Christ is indeed the one, according to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse 30. Okay, and what does it say? God has united you with Christ for our benefit. God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. What did he say in first uh, in second Peter? He has given us everything that pertains to what? To life and godliness, okay? Then the other scripture, look at it again. God has united you with Christ Jesus. So when he got that dust from the earth, now he breathed in you. Remember it said Elohim. Elohim is the plural of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So now he breathed into you his spirit, Okay, and now you became life. You are a reflection of God. That's why we are supposed to reflect, reflect God in everything that we do. When you hold a mirror and hold it to the sun, it can reflect and do as much, produce as much heat as the sun does, but into a different direction where you direct the mirror. Now, the source of light and the force and the power of heat is not from the mirror. The mirror is just a reflection. The mirror is that dust formed. We are the mirror of God. 
He created us in His own likeness. The mirror does the things in the likeness of the sun when you it reflects the sun. It doesn't mean that the mirror is the sun, okay, S-U-N. So it doesn't mean we are gods. No, it just means that we are reflecting God in the things that we do because we are performing what we are supposed to do, even as the scripture has said that for those whom God has called. So when Genesis 2-7 is applied to you as you are being formed, by his spirit, Elohim breathes into your dust and your dust becomes life as we have seen in the scripture. And then that life is able to perform, to do all these things as the scriptures have said here. Okay, So now you can perform marvelous things because you are acting in the will of God. That's why we have to ask God for his will in our lives. If you remember Samson, when he was announced to his parents, the mother was in a field working and an angel came to her and said, hey, you're going to be having a child. So when she got home, she said, a man came to me, an angel came to me and told me you're going to have a child, a son. And then the man was like, man, next time when they come, call me. And Manoah, the father, prayed that the man would come back. And indeed, he did come back. And this time, the mother ran and said, told the, uh, the angel, please stay right here, I'm going to call my husband. Now, when the husband, Manoah, came, do you know what he asked? He said, how shall we raise this child and what would his vocation be see how he said it in other words this dirt that has been is going to be breathed into by the spirit of god to become a life what are they going to do on this earth what is their vocation how shall we, how shall we raise him as parents to fulfill that vocation that god has called him to be and then the angel told them the story of how to raise him, on how to feed him, what to feed him with. So you see, by the uh, counsel of the scriptures, you're going to see that these things all confirms that the fact that God breathes life into dust. And from dust to life to dust is really the story of our lives. So the key is, what have you made of your life? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. It's for our benefit that God did this, so that he became wisdom, so that we may benefit by doing the things that wisdom is called to do. So now, that in-between life is the wisdom of God as we've seen. Now the question is then, what if we choose not to live as that wisdom of God is intended? One thing you have to realize, God never causes anybody to do anything because we do anything because we love him. But just remember, he is a fair and a just God as he promised in Hebrews 9.27 when he said, And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. And what that judgment is, is we'll call you to the book. What did you do? in between dust to dust. How was your life? Did you do as I've called you to do? And as we've seen in the scriptures, he will not coerce you, but he will expect you to ask him for wisdom the same way. The Holy Spirit is constantly asking us, what do you want me to do with you today? 
you may say, oh, I, I, I don't remember him asking, but you know what? God speaks to us. The Bible says that he speaks to us in many ways, in visions, in dreams, and in his word. God continually speaks to us. He asks you. He asks you by the things he places in front of you. That's the same thing. We become partakers, as we saw in that scripture, so that we may become partakers of his divine nature. It's all there for us. It's all there in the Bible. That's why when you pray with impact, when you pray as the Holy Spirit leads you, you're going to ask the same things. Don't forget when Solomon was asked by God, what do you want me to do to you? What he did exactly was to pray with impact. He said, give me wisdom that I may rule your people. Show them what is right and what's wrong. Let me distinguish between good and evil. So no leader has any excuse for not asking that question. Solomon was much younger than most people come to into leadership of anything, company, uh, families, uh, nations, but he asked the right thing. We all have the capacity to ask the right question of God. And he's constantly out there waiting for us. Because you know what the Bible says in the book of James? If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. So if you're a leader and you ask God for a leadership position, whatever it may be, let me tell you, make sure your faith is in God, not in the money, not in the people worshipping you, not in the power that you're going to have over people. God wants you to use that power to do good and not evil. So that in between Genesis 2.7 and Hebrews 9.27, you do that which is right, okay? Man is body, soul, and spirit. The body will return to dust. The soul will be judged. And the spirit will live eternally. The sentence that is in Hebrews 9.27 is for the spirit to live eternally. How are you going to live eternally depends on what you do in between dust, life, and back to dust. What you do in between is key to your spirit's eternal life. Either it will be eternal damnation, as the Bible says, or you will live forever with our Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in the book of Revelations. Okay. Now, my thing is connect with Christ, and you will connect your dust to dust with the wisdom himself, okay? If you connect with Christ, you will have that wisdom. As we've seen, he is the wisdom of God. And as we have seen in James 1, 5 through 6, ask and he will give you wisdom. He will not say no. And then he will not even rebuke you for asking. Ask for wisdom. Because when you ask for wisdom, it is asking for Jesus Christ, his son. Did you ever think of that? Did you ever think that every time you ask for wisdom, you are asking for Jesus Christ? Because we have seen in the scripture that Jesus Christ, he made him, he made him to be wisdom itself. Okay, read again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. God has united you with Christ Jesus, 
for our benefit God made him to be wisdom itself Christ made us right with God he made us pure and holy and he freed us from sin so you see once you ask for that wisdom who is Christ Jesus don't worry about what you've done because he's the one who makes you pure as the uh, as the scripture says he it's a continuous work you will fall you will slide but he will pick you up Jesus Christ the wisdom of God ask for it this year let it be that in between from dust we came then breathed with the life of God and then dust we shall return let that in between for you be the wisdom of God who is Jesus Christ and in this year 2022 will be a marvelous year of fulfillment of what God has called you to be ever remember what he said in Jeremiah 29:11 that the plans i have for you are for good and not for evil plans to help you succeed not for disaster but for you to prosper so now i wish you the very greatest of 2022 and i ask in the name of jesus that you ask for the wisdom of god who is christ jesus so let us pray father in the name of jesus I've tried my best to explain what the wisdom of God is to other listeners. I may not have done a very good job, but that's not for me. I will introduce a topic, but Holy Spirit, you who has breathed into us when God was forming us, when Elohim, Father, Son and the Holy Spirit was forming us from dust. It's your job to explain to people because the Bible says that no one comes to God except by the Holy Spirit. So we know that it's you. Every scripture points to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we know now what that wisdom is that we need to perform the different things in life, to do the different work that you have called us to do, to be able to be holy, to be able to be a uh, cleansed. We need Christ. I pray for every listener, for every person that they will go back and look and dig through these scriptures and see where the dots connect in their lives that they may be able to do that which you have called them to do here on earth so that when that day comes that day of judgment that we have seen in Hebrews 9:27 you will say as the bible says well done you faithful servant let us be like paul when he says i have run the race let us be those kind of people even today Bless everyone who has listened to this father explain that which I couldn't do well let them understand that you love and care for them their families their friends their organizations their countries father there's so much going on right now with covid and all those things turmoil political uh, sicknesses diseases catastrophes the weather all those things are taking place and it's all happening all happening between dust life and dust again some of us will live longer than others but it doesn't matter as long as we perform what we are supposed to do in this chain this ecosystem of life father you will say the same you'll give us the same reward even as in the bible it shows father that people came to work some came in at 9 some came in at noon but at the end of the day because they all did what they are supposed to do they were given the same reward father 
we thank you for the reward of eternal life. Let our spirits reap eternal life because we have taken on what Christ has called us to be and to do here on earth. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm going to do what we normally do. And what we normally do at the end of my podcast is to tell you who the biggest downloaders, the top downloaders were in over our last 14 days. All right. These are our top downloaders. United States has taken over again as number one. Then we have Germany, United Kingdom, Australia, Canada, Malaysia. So now, be blessed. We thank everyone who downloads and we are so grateful that you are following us. Please ask others to uh, click on the um, follow, uh, follow button. And even you yourself, if you have not, please do that because it helps us a lot, a lot to do our planning on where or what nations we are going to focus on as far as directing. But we want to reach everyone. We thank you. Be lifted up. Glorify God. Glorify the name of Jesus. And so that your in-between dust to dust is going to be wisdom. Who, as we have seen, the power of God and the wisdom of God. God bless you. Love you. Till next time. Bye.